Hey everybody, happy Monday, Christian Rivera here, and welcome to the C-Note Audio Extravaganza. I'm your host, Mr. Christian Rivera, also known as C-Note, or at Rival My Design on all the social channels. I hope you had a good weekend. <clears throat> Sorry, I just woke up and my voice is just not not there with me yet. Uh, so, I had a good weekend, got a couple things done. Um, I've been mixing and trying to get the audio levels right on all my songs on uh, Swing for the Fences, soundcloud.com slash swing for the fences. And uh, I'm curious that if you're if you're an audio engineer, I would love for you to listen to them. Uh, if you go to yeah, if you go to soundcloud.com slash swing for the fences, um, I've been having a little bit of trouble finding the right mix uh, for these songs, getting them to sound right and getting them to sound good as a composition and then sound right in terms of the audio levels. It's tricky because a lot of the music I listened to was very loud. <laughs> um, with a lot of punk rock and rock music and um, it was from like the early 2000s, late 90s, early 2000s where a lot of mixes were loud um, because of CDs being the main medium of listening to music. So for me, it's been a little bit tricky, but if you're an audio engineer or somebody who is a bit of an audiophile, I would love it if you would listen to those tracks and give me some feedback. That would be dope. Uh, I hope you did something fun this weekend, as well as something interesting for your business or whatever it is you're doing. Uh, if you're a happy person, then you probably don't have to worry about it. <laughs> um, had a good time with the wife as well this weekend. Just kind of hung out, had a couple meals, and went grocery shopping, you know, the basic stuff, nothing too crazy. So today I wanted to talk a little bit about perfection. Uh, I don't know how much I'll ramble on about this, but, uh, perfection is kind of an important thing, but also not. It's actually, you know, to be honest, it's like my least favorite word. I hate perfect. Perfect is terrible because it's one of those words kind of like literally that is used pretty regularly incorrectly. I don't mean it from like a grammatical standpoint. I mean it from really more of like an emotional and literary standpoint, I guess. I, I guess somewhat grammatically, but what I really mean is I think some people take it too far and apply it to things that are subjective and therefore make it difficult to reach that. Sometimes I think in a lot of cases, in most cases, and I could be very wrong, I think in most cases perfection is used as an excuse to harbor and try to satiate your own insecurities. Um, it's, it's kind of a tricky topic, so I'm going to get into it, but first I wanted to talk about a service that somebody recommended to me to check out called Raleo. I think it's Raleo.com or search for it on Google. Uh, I've been talking to one of the co-founders, Sam, and uh, he seems like a cool dude. He's trying to build sort of a, it's sort of a social network, sort of a, it's like this weird combination of LinkedIn, Reddit, Craigslist, and um, I had one more, but I lost it. Uh, and, and like Medium, like a blogging platform. And I gave him some advice on how to like better combine those things. Um, but I think it could be interesting as a marketplace for 
uh, designers, people who are selling a service or a product, and they can answer questions about that service or product, whether you're helping other young people, designers, whatever, um, or helping a client answer a question about a logo or something like that. I think it could be a great place for people to come and ask questions about uh, about certain mediums and certain professions and how to get those answers. Uh, the advantage is that it's not an oversaturated place and it's somewhere that, if treated correctly, could be uh, fostered with some love and made sure that it's not overrun by people who are just saying, hire me, hire me, hire me. You know, that's the tricky part. I'll talk a little bit about that later, but go check it out, Raleo, and uh, let's talk about perfectionism. Okay, so today we're going to talk about perfectionism, pretty much as much as I can talk about it, um, but uh, I'm going to try to cover it, give an overview, give my personal opinion on perfectionism, and uh, maybe give some pros and cons, and then see how this goes. So, perfectionism is is a tricky thing, and this, let me, let me preface this with saying that perfectionism kind of brings out an anger in me sometimes. So if this is one of those, if you're, if you're one of the people that listen to this to hear me get a little bit riled up, then this might be your episode. <laughs> um, so let's, let's do this. Um, perfectionism is, I'm not a picky person. Let's just say that out the gate. Uh, I can focus on details when I need to, uh, in order to make, I do have standards of quality, uh, which makes it a tricky balance because there's a big difference between great and perfectionism. And I often think the difference between great and perfectionism is paved in insecurity. Now, perfection is often, often defined subjectively, particularly when it comes to artistic endeavors. If you're painting something that didn't exist before or building or doing something that has not existed before, some variation of something, some unique drawing or unique song, perfectionism in terms of the content is almost a wasted effort. You have to, I mean, out of experience, you learn what's good and what's great and, you know, learn what is more than adequate to put out into the world. But then there's that level of, of getting from great to perfect is incrementally wasted time meaning there's often when you when you're working on a project and you define in your head what perfect is what a hundred percent of this goal is if it's again it, it's it's about being it's it's about defining the subjective version of perfect meaning your version of perfect not somebody else's it's yours so if you're working on a design and you have an idea of what it you want it to be. Um, that's what I mean when I say 100%. So oftentimes, when you're working on a project and you define what that 100% is, usually around the 75% mark, it's good enough to get out into the world. It's passable. Um, and then you get to maybe about 85%, and that's when it's, like, great. So I'd say... It's really defined by good, great, and perfect. 
you know, you always want to get past the good threshold. You don't want to do bad work. You know, you don't want to do something that's clumsy and then say, oh, well, I don't care about the details. It's not perfect, blah, 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 blah. Well, if it's not good, it's not good. It has to actually be good. So that's the tricky part. And, and it's tricky to define that because then that's also subjective. But um, it's about experience in defining quality over time. Again, it's, it's much easier to fall into this trap when you're a younger person, younger designer, musician, etc. Because you just want to be, like, you feel like you have something to prove. And you take a lot more time to push the pixels or the bars or whatever and get it to a place that you're happy with. But likely, no matter what you do, when you look back on it in 10 years, you're going to feel like it looks like shit anyway. So, I don't know, I always preach making a mess quickly. Like, focus on working quickly, first and foremost, especially if you're a young designer. Focus on both the skills, of course, but working quickly, because if the more projects you do, the more experience you gain, and therefore you'll be doing things quicker and at more quality at a quicker pace. So it's like, look at Beam News, for example, Casey Neistat's company. He's been publicly putting out there that they're trying things and they're experimenting. They're moving quickly to try new ideas and iterate on them until they get to that point of like feeling good, not perfection, to where it feels good. Uh, and then they can iterate on that. And that's another part of perfection that I can touch on is leaving yourself the ceiling to grow. Because if you feel like something is perfect, you're not going to see the flaws in it later. Or maybe you'll see the flaws in it later and you'll get upset about it. So. Next, we'll talk about the cons, specifically, of perfectionism. Okay, so the cons of perfectionism. Uh, it's frustrating. <laughs> it's frustrating on so many levels. It's frustrating to put a level of perfectionism on yourself, first of all, because you're really just trying to appease your own insecurity, like I've said a couple times already particularly when you're delivering something for a client or you're delivering something for someone else, your perfectionism doesn't matter because likely the first round of you doing something is going to change. So that you're, the more you put into perfecting it, especially in the first round, the more you're setting yourself up for disappointment when inevitably someone changes it and they're not excited about your vision and what you saw and what you put spent so much time on. So it's really about making sure that you're valuing your time. And often perfectionism is a skewed value of your own time. You don't understand that after a certain time, you're pixel pushing and making little tweaks and staring at something from five feet away, 10 feet away, 15 feet away, and you're just wasting your time. It's very, very unlikely that somebody will notice those little imperfections and very low possibility that someone will actually call you out on those imperfections. Now, if it goes to the next round and somebody else calls it out, great, that's fine. That's not going to make you look bad. It's easy to miss little things. So you just, just get as quickly as you can to the point where you could put it out there and get feedback from somebody. Usually that search for perfection, that difference between great and perfect is the time when you need to ask for communication the most, when you need to ask for feedback from somebody, because you're, you're, you're judging yourself, you're judging your work 
over and over and over again. I mean, you know, create the distance in yourself between noticing the obvious flaws and then looking for the detailed flaws. I mean, you should always be thinking about the details, but not to the point where it's wasting your time. That's kind of what I'm trying to say. Um, and then it gets even more frustrating when somebody else you're working with is a perfectionist towards you, whether it's a director or a manager or a client, it's super frustrating, uh, especially when you're a designer. I find that a perfectionist is in the design world is akin to a grammar Nazi, just pointing out every little flaw, but not realizing that language in a lot of ways is also subjective. Everybody understands the same type of language, but if you say it in a way that someone understands, then the actual words that you use don't always matter. Does that make sense? Like, the, I think the difference between your, your, and your are, is important, but if that person is refusing to change and you understand the context of what they're saying, context is more important than anything else, than whether or not something is spelled correctly in a casual conversation or whatever. And I'm saying everybody should strive to be a professional, to be as good at their craft as they possibly can. But at the same time, to point out someone's flaws regularly is kind of a dick move. Or particularly in the situation where you're close to the finish line in a project and someone starts pointing out the flaws and it's like, dude, I'm ready to submit this. Stop picking at it. Like, I'm ready to move on. So that gets frustrating. It's very, very frustrating. And not, I, think, I think the biggest thing, while it's... You know, frustrating for someone on the outside coming to the inside and making their comments about it. I, I think it starts with you as the designer, photographer, musician, whatever. It it starts with you, the person that is judging your own work. Because ultimately you're judging yourself negatively. And that doesn't help you. It doesn't help at all. It wastes your time. And that's the important thing. The, Again, that's the number one thing, is your time. Your time is the most valuable currency that you will have throughout your entire life. Money doesn't mean shit. Your time is what matters. You have a ton of time when you're a kid, so you have the time to work out experience and figure things out. But when you start to get older, particularly, you got to stop wasting your time on those little things that don't matter. And that, that, those are those details. Just get it out there and then fix them later. Okay, so the pros of perfectionism. I think it's good to have a perfectionist around, if you're not one yourself, to at least help you in that final phase purposefully. If you pull them in, and you say, hey, I need you to scrutinize this and let me know what you feel are details that need to be adjusted. And the trick is that you don't necessarily have to do all of those things that they request. You decide what is worth your time to fix and then you fix them. But I think it's nice to have someone around, if it's not you, that can look at those things and you can use them as a consult in a way. Um, but the trick is, again, to make sure you're valuing your time 
and not doing something that isn't a quick adjustment. You know, something that's going to take rearranging the whole thing is not worth it because you're introducing more variables and things will get more messy. But having the perfectionist around is good. And having some sense of quality and perfectionism is also very good. You know, I uh, the important point I want to stress here is that I'm saying perfectionism can be bad, and I think it's bad. I think it's often rooted in insecurity. I also think that having a sense of quality is good. Having a sense of quality will allow you to pull back from perfectionism. Let me say that again. Having a sense of quality will allow you to pull back from perfectionism. So what you need to work on is improving your sense of quality, not perfect. Does that make sense? They're two very, very different things. Something can be great and then something can be perfect. Perfect is time wasting. Great is good. Great is awesome. Great, you can get it out there. And then if you see something later that you can improve on, improve on it in the next one. Because often perfect allows you, doesn't allow you to get to the next thing. And, and really that's what you need to do the most, is find the way to get to the next thing as quickly as possible. So you can iterate and try new things. So, I keep going back to the cons of perfect, sorry, it's all I can think about because I'm frustrated by it. But, you know, there, there are benefits to perfection, especially early in your career, because when you're striving for perfection, you often realize how much of a time waster it is. I kind of threw a con in the pro there, but you, the perfection allows you to work out those details because as you go along and you get quicker at your craft, you can do those things much quicker uh, as you go along. So you're not spending as much time on those things as you go if that also makes sense. Um, I think perfectionism is is good in certain industries. I think some industries require it um, to be the best of the best. I don't have examples of that at the moment, but I know there are some of those that exist and they expect that of people. I don't always think that's right, but again, I think context is important here. If you are a designer or artist, somebody who is trying to communicate an idea visually, the perfection should really come in relaying the message. If you're communicating something, focus on perfecting the relaying of that message and getting it out there. Uh, the perfection shouldn't come in the art. The art is subjective. The message is not. The message is something that needs to be clear. It needs to be understood by people. So that's something you can work towards making great and even getting closer to perfection. Because if you have a wide audience, you want to make sure that as many people in that audience understand what you're saying as possible. Uh, and then you put the art wrapper around that. And sometimes you use design itself to make that better. But point being, I think you I think we should practice more and more the idea of separating great from perfect and then making sure to to separate subjectivity and objectivity when it comes to perfection as well. I I hope that makes sense. I'll I'll, I'll recap in the next one and then we'll wrap this up.
So I think overall, like most things in life, there is a fine line between what is good and what is bad when it comes to perfectionism. I think there is a lot more bad than people realize when it comes to perfectionism. Uh, and I think it's wasting a lot of people's time uh, to try and get things so perfect that they're missing out on the next opportunity. Uh, I, I think when it comes to content creation, whether you're a musician or self-made artist, photographer, etc., a vlogger, someone doing stuff on YouTube, quantity and quality is important. You want to get things out there. You don't want to scrutinize so much that it becomes a negative thing. And you want to be able to get to the point where you're cranking out content quickly and it's good quality. And that's really what it is. Making sure you're getting close to both. Perfectionism keeps you from doing things quicker. So, you know, you should really, uh, you should really scrutinize yourself on how perfect you're trying to be. And think about whether that perfection is rooted on, is rooted in getting that quality, or am I trying to appease my own insecurity? Am I unsure about my quality? Am I trying to prove something to someone? Uh, am I doing it out of fear? Do I think that the person that I'm doing this for is not going to like it? Or you're unsure. At any point in your design or music or whatever you're doing for a client, and you're unsure about something, you should ask them. I'm going to say that one more time. If you're unsure about something, when it comes to delivering something for a client, you should ask them. That stop with this fear and this anxiety and this jumbling in your head of like, oh, but... Uh, stop. If you have to say, oh, but, then you're being a but. Sorry. Anyway, uh, you... Seriously, though, if you were making excuses and and saying that, making assumptions about what someone's going to say about something, you should let go of all of that. Let go of the idea that you know what someone's going to say. Try to be predictive in terms of their quality, and if you know them over and over again, you know what kind of quality they appreciate and they like, then make it aesthetically as close as possible. But if you're presenting something to someone or you're asking them a question, you can easily just qualify what you're going to say first. Like if you have to show them something and say, hey, I'm not trying to judge this aesthetically, so don't look at this visually. I want to know, does this message come across? Because I'm still working on this. You can qualify things. You could say before you go into something that, you know, this equals this and don't look at this or you should look at this or I have this very specific question and um, I'm a little stuck. And people will appreciate the fact that you're looking to them for advice. You know, even clients, you know, they're, you're paying them or they're paying you rather. Uh, and they understand that you should be the expert, but the client knows that they're going to be giving their input at the end of the day, because it's like, you're trying to provide your quality and your expertise, but they're also going to try to inject theirs. So you might as well ask them and, uh, see if this hits the mark. That's pretty much it. Are you going to sit and stare at your computer? and just guess? That's a waste of time. Again, it's about valuing your time. I'm telling you, once you make the shift to understand that your time is the most valuable thing that you understand, that you have, 
then you'll stop wasting your time on these things. You'll start feeling that that thing in your head start to creep in of like, oh god, I'm wasting time. What am I doing? Trust me, that's that will change everything. So, quit wasting your time on perfectionism. Stop being insecure and stop worrying so much about getting to this arbitrary place where everything is perfect. Nothing's ever going to be perfect. The job's never going to be done. Unless it's, an, unless it's a perfect game in a baseball game, it's not perfect. It's just not going to happen. What you should focus on is increasing your quality, increasing your, sweet, your speed, or your squeed. I don't know what squeed is, but you should increase your speed and just get things out. Just get things done, get things out, and you can fix it next time. So we'll, we'll wrap it up with the outro next time. So I would like to know, what are your thoughts on perfectionism? Is it something that you fall into the trap of? Is it something you feel like you can't avoid? Um, is it something you don't think about at all? Is it something that is hurting you actually by not having enough of it? Uh, that would be kind of interesting. I would love to hear uh, where you fall on that spectrum and um, how it's affecting you. And if you have any questions regarding uh, perfectionism and speed of service and quality, would love to talk about it. Leave a call in if you're on Anchor, anchor.fm slash Christian-Rivera, or you can follow the podcast on any of your podcast platforms. Just look up the C-Note Audio Extravaganza, and it comes up right there. And um, this has been me, your host, Mr. Christian Rivera. You can find all my stuff at howmynameischristian.com or go to Rival My Design on all social platforms. And also, also follow Future Boy Media I'm thinking about consolidating everything and putting it all under my name because I also have a comedy podcast called Zero Laugh Track and a couple other things that are kind of spreading myself too thin. So I'm curious about that also. If you are a person that has been successful in creating a personal brand, well, A, you're probably not listening to this because you're busy, but B, uh, what are your thoughts on creating focus and consolidating a brand? If you look at my stuff, I would love to get your feedback, and uh, here I can hear how I can make that better. Um, so with that, I hope you have a great day. Take care of each other. Do something nice for someone. Don't run with scissors, as my friend Kelsey would say. And uh, I'll catch you next time.